football fans. It's time to go on the record for this week's matches in pro and college football with just one catch. We're only interested in underdogs. Who can keep it close if not pull the outright upset? Time to find out. It's Three Dog Thursday. Now here's your host, TJ Reed. Yes, indeed. Here we are. Hope you had a great Christmas and so far a great holiday season, including a Hanukkah, a Kwanzaa, Festivus for the rest of us, and a whole bunch of college football bowls and the final NFL Sunday are forthcoming. Welcome in to the only digital radio show that is devoted exclusively to those underdogs. It is the Yuletide edition, the post-Yuletide edition, now that the Christmas holiday has come and gone. It is Three Dog Thursday. I am your somewhat capable host, and we do have a couple of special guests. We're having to uh, make do with what we have because of travel plans of, uh, of different guests and uh, different people that we have on every week, different analysts, uh, handicappers, etc. We will hear from a couple of them today, but it's not the usual three or four that you've come to expect, but still... I'll give you plenty of insight. My guest, Gary Seegers of the Winning Cures Everything podcast. He and Chris Giannini, fantastic job that they do. Gary's going to be here to give you some insight. And Brian Edwards of MajorWager.com and Vegas Insider will also be here. Those guys will be talking bowl games, talking in the end of the NFL regular season. And they obviously will have some underdog predictions here as we head into the college football playoff semifinals on Saturday. A lot of you may not uh, realize they're not doing this around New Year's Day this go-around with New Year's Day coming next Wednesday, uh, depending on when you're hearing us, uh, the, the first coming next Wednesday. They're going ahead this Saturday with the two semifinal games of LSU and Oklahoma, followed by Clemson and Ohio State. So we're going to talk some about those games and those matchups. I, by the way, am headed to Dallas, really specifically Arlington, Texas, and the latest playing of the Cotton Bowl, that traditional game, as my alma mater. Da, 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 go Tigers, go. The Memphis Tigers will take on the Penn State Nittany Lions in a New Year's Six Bowl game in the Cotton Bowl. Will the Tigers be the latest group of five party crasher to come in and pull an upset against a Power Five program? We have seen this now numerous times with UCF knocking off Auburn in the Peach Bowl. That same Peach Bowl saw the Houston Cougars beat uh, Florida State. Uh, We have seen Utah come into the Sugar Bowl and beat Alabama in this decade. We have also seen the likes of TCU before they were in a Power 5 conference. Uh, Remember, they were in the Mountain West when they went to the Rose Bowl and beat Wisconsin. Same thing for Boise State out of the Mountain West. They have a win over Oklahoma. They have a couple of bowl wins. They also beat TCU head-to-head in the Fiesta Bowl. Uh, UCF many years ago, too, uh, also uh, able to pull off an upset in the Fiesta Bowl of Baylor. So will Memphis be the latest team against Penn State? We'll be talking about that game on Three Dog Thursday. So that's kind of the warm-up for the two playoff games with LSU and Oklahoma, followed by Clemson and Ohio State for two spots in the college football playoffs. A lot of bowl games to get to, and also the final regular season a Sunday of the NFL. Again, we don't have a true win and you're in, lose and you're out game from any of these divisional matchups. The NFL many years ago has gone to final game of the season. You're going to play a division team, and a lot of times it is uh, for the two teams head-to-head, at least one and maybe a couple of them. If you win, you're moving on. If you lose, you're out. Uh, yes, the Eagles won the game last week, and we had them on Three Dog Thursday. I had them. Sean Green of the Sports Gambling Podcast had them. So the Eagles are in the driver's seat, beating the Cowboys head-to-head. But obviously the head-to-head game was last week. Now Philly in the Meadowlands playing the Giants, the Cowboys at home with the Washington Redskins. So they're playing simultaneously, but at different places. And obviously the Cowboys have to have an Eagles loss uh, to open up the door for them to win the East. So the, the winner... Uh, out of Philly and New York, Dallas and Washington. Philly, if they win, they're in. Dallas needs a loss and a win, and they're in. The loser, if either one of them lose, they're basically going to be out because, uh, look, the Redskins aren't going to beat the Cowboys. I know there's going to be some debate about this coming up 
uh, with Gary Seegers here on Three Dog Thursday. The Redskins are not beating the Cowboys. That is not going to happen uh, in Dallas. The game may end up like 12-9, to 9, but Dallas is going to find a way to win that game and force Philadelphia to win theirs. Uh, again, the, t- the Titans and the Steelers are the front runners for the final AFC playoff spot. Houston clinched the division last week. Houston playing Tennessee at home. Steelers uh, now in the final game will play the Ravens without Lamar Jackson. They need to win. They need to have a Tennessee loss. The Oakland Raiders are still alive as well they need about six things to happen including potentially like kidnappings and aliens landing uh at a couple of different nfl locations maybe to kidnap the the uh, tennessee titans and the pittsburgh steelers but the raiders are still alive they're playing the broncos this weekend Uh, And then there's the fascinating Sunday night game uh, as well where the NFC West is on the line. Seattle in a rematch with San Francisco after beating them earlier this year in Santa Clara, California. Rematch now in the Pacific Northwest in Seattle. Winner gets the division, gets a bye for the home playoff game. The loser is in the wild card game and may be playing as soon as Saturday in the wild card game six days later. So that's the Sunday night game, and we'll talk a little more about that a little bit later on. So plenty of underdogs uh, here to get to. Again, New Year's Six Bowl games. I like one of the New Year's Six Bowl games. I'll give you a hint. It's not a college football playoff semifinal. I'll get to that on Three Dog Thursday coming up. So stand by uh, for that here in a little bit. Again, guests coming along the way, talking a little Christmas, talking a whole lot of bowls and a lot of NFL as part of the program. couple of reminders. We are brought to you in part by our friends at Smack Apparel. If you did not get the Christmas gift that you wanted, go on smackapparel.com. Great in-your-face uh, theme tees to get in your opponent's face, Uh, Whether it's college or NFL, your rival, uh, agitate them. Whether you're an Alabama fan, an Ohio State fan, Oklahoma, Texas, Michigan, LSU, pick one. Clemson, these teams that are in the college football playoff or even beyond. If you love the Florida Gators, if you root for USC or Oregon, uh, on and on. All the great college-themed shirts. And in the NFL, Patriots, Cowboys, Packers, Browns. Uh, Seahawks, uh, on and on down the list. New Orleans Saints, go find these hilarious in-your-face theme tees at Smack Apparel, smackapparel.com, uh, and take 20% off of any order. Again, if you didn't get the gift you wanted for the holidays, order up at smackapparel.com. Use the promo code DOG, D-O-G, for this podcast, D-O-G. I've used this myself multiple times. I bought from Smack Apparel. I've used the promo code myself this holiday season for the great gifts and the great shirts. If you've got a fan from any major college program or NFL team in particular, go to smackapparel.com. DOG is the promo code to save you 20%. If you spend 40 bucks or more, and if you buy a couple of these shirts, you're going to spend 40 bucks or more, two or three of them, that order is going to ship for free. So free shipping, $40 or more, 20% off with the promo code DOG. Go to Smack Apparel and SmackApparel.com. A couple of other uh, neat things, too, for Three Dog Thursday before we get to the guests. If you found this show through a social media link, we want you to subscribe. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, on Stitcher, wherever you find the podcast. That's where Three Dog Thursday is. But you can also have this podcast play on your Alexa on your Google device, uh, any if you got your Google Echo Dot, your any of those players, Alexa, if you simply say that you want to hear Three Dog Thursday on Apple Podcasts, it's now enabled. It's that simple. Tell your Alexa, tell your Google, tell your tell, tell your Google Dot, your Google Echo, say play Three Dog Thursday on Apple Podcasts, and it will play the most recent episode of this podcast. So again, just make note of that. That anytime, anywhere, you can have Alexa or your Google. Google device, play Three Dog Thursday on Apple Podcasts. Just tell it, play Three Dog Thursday on Apple Podcasts, and it will do that uh, for you. So there you go. A couple little things to keep in mind while we get to all the underdogs. Let's get to it. Uh, we got our first guest coming up. Plenty to talk about with the bowl games and the NFL. Here we go with them post-Christmas doggies. Oh, he is ready to lead off the show. I'm sure he sufficiently got plenty of eggnog, plenty of gift wrapping paper thrown every which direction with his kids. Uh, I got to know if the Winning Cures guys did a gift exchange on their own and what Giannini got 
for Gary Seegers. I'm not sure. Uh, it is ho, 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 the day after for Three Dog Thursday. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Festivus for the rest of us. To Gary Seegers, Winning Cures Everything podcast, a man that hit two of his three underdogs last week. He did so well. We're bringing him back. He very nearly had my bucks come through, too, against the Texans, but that's a whole other discussion. So uh, he had a push in that game. But Gary is back with the post-Christmas edition of Three Dog Thursday. How are you feeling? Have you survived? I have survived. My kids have gotten more than they could possibly ever need. Uh, you you got to thank grandparents and great-grandparents and aunts and uncles and everything else for that, of course, uh, because it's not like I would spoil them, right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, as far as Giannini and myself go, uh, no, we, we, have, we used to do the gift exchange, <laughs> and now we just take a night to not do the podcast, not do whatever, and we go out and we have a nice meal. There you go. We, uh, we, we, we tend to just enjoy each other's company as opposed to... So, you, to so in other words, you got sick of getting like an LSU keychain and a Patriots ornament and Giannini's <laughs> teams as this gift in the gift exchange, and you just called it off and said, let's go have a meal, go have an adult beverage, and have fun. Okay, I got it. Pretty much. Pretty I get much. it. He, he didn't appreciate my, uh, my Alabama gear either, so... <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I love it on uh, on all fronts. All right, so you did well, as did I. We both had Florida Atlantic, which we've talked about this now, and it's going to kind of morph into what we're about to talk about with the bowl games here post-Christmas. You really don't know what you're going to get. And Florida Atlantic had multiple guys suspended, uh, a couple of other guys that are turning pro that didn't play in the bowl game, and still blew SMU out. Now, granted, it was in their home stadium, their home environment, uh, but with a coaching staff in flux and all of those players out, they still won. So we're happy about that. But it just reinforces you just don't know anymore in these bowl games, especially when you're trying to, to pick and project, and then all of a sudden there's suspensions and deletions and coaches leaving. It's crazy, Gary. It definitely is. I'll, I'll tell you this. So when I came on with you last week, I went ahead and hit it at three and a half, and I hit the money line. And – once the suspensions and whatnot came out, I didn't feel like there was that much of a change with the overall team. So that line kept creeping up, and once it hit seven, I went ahead and hit it again, and it closed at eight, and I hit it then, <laughs> and I hit a money line at eight as well. So I made a fortune off of that. <laughs> thank you. I, did, I didn't see. Thank you, uh, Florida what, what Atlantic, for paying for the Seegers household holiday plans, in other words, in the Boca Absolutely. Raton Bowl. You fi- it financed <laughs> the whole thing uh, with the Owls. Uh, in that matchup last week. So, again, this uh, this is something that we're looking towards uh, for the bowl games this weekend, including the games next week. Who, who's really interested in being there? What about suspensions? How do they how do they factor in? And, of course, we got the college football playoff semifinal games as well. All right, so uh, with all of that uh, out of the way, begin for us now post-Christmas on where you want to go with a bowl game or maybe two. And uh, then we'll talk some college football playoff semifinals, including if you like an underdog there or not, and then get to the NFL. So, Gary, where do you want to begin on Three Dog Thursday? Let's, uh, let's go ahead and start on Friday. Uh, let's start with North Carolina and Temple, and that is the, I believe, the Military Bowl. Is that right? That is correct, in Annapolis, the Military right. Bowl, and it's an early game on Friday, depending on when the audience is hearing us on Three Dog Thursday. It's one of the afternoon games. What do you like about the Temple Owls? Well, I will tell you this. The, the key stat that I like the most in this game, Temple's defense, red zone efficiency, they have given up 23 touchdowns on 43 red zone attempts. North Carolina, on the other hand, not very good in the red zone. 26 touchdowns in 48 red zone attempts. That's not good. North Carolina's red zone inefficiency is going to cost them in this game. Everybody loves Sam Howell. I get but Rod Carey, I – you can look at this and say Rod Carey has never won a bowl game. Well, that was at Northern Illinois. He's at Temple now. I think that they are going to come out guns a-blazing. I like Temple to win this game outright, not just cover the, the five points. Well, and keep in mind, we're going to get we're going to circle to the Memphis game here in a moment. Memphis with the great season. I know it was all the way back at the beginning of October, but the one loss is at Temple, and Temple had a couple of other good wins uh, as well in an eight and four season here uh, against North Carolina. Very interesting game uh, in Annapolis for that one, and you will take the five points uh, with them. 
So uh, the American Conference has already flexed its muscle earlier in the week in Tampa with UCF hammering uh, Marshall in the Gasparilla Bowl. And, of course, now we've got my Memphis Tigers, the alma maters I touched on there in the open before you came on, in the Cotton Bowl with Penn State. You, you and Chris and your show, Winning Cures Everything, a podcast and YouTube show based in the Mid-South. Memphis is going crazy. I don't know how crazy Penn State is going for this bowl game, and that may be to the Tigers' advantage. But here's here's another one where the American Conference has got a chance to show out besides just uh, besides just UCF or Temple with the Memphis Tigers coming on Saturday. If if this line were double digits, I would feel a lot better about taking Memphis. Uh, I will say that Memphis is absolutely fired up for this game. You do have to wonder if motivation is a factor for Penn State. They were oh so close to getting a Rose Bowl bid. Um, I just I don't know how excited they are to be playing against a, a group of five opponent in Dallas. But uh, James Franklin loves bowl games. I mean, he, he's won a ton of them. He always seems to have his guys prepared for it. Uh, they are only a seven-point favorite. I think you can find six and a half at some spots. The thing that scares me about Memphis is, yes, they, they hired their interim coach, Ryan Silverfield, he was an offensive line coach. He was an associate head coach. He has never been a coordinator. They lost their offensive and defensive play callers. So who is going to be calling the plays? That could be a major issue, especially going up against a team that has a, a pretty good amount of more talent. Uh, if I had to side one way or another, and this is a stay away from me, but if I had to side, I'd probably roll with the Penn State minus right. seven. But I will be pulling for the Tigers. Yes, and you know I'm an alum, and I will actually be there uh, at the Cotton Bowl. I don't think you and I have discussed this, but I made I made mention of it uh, already a couple of different times in a couple of different ways. I will be there in Dallas because I don't know when they're ever going to be back in a New Year's Six Bowl game as an alum, Gary. This may be it. Uh, but look, we've seen some upsets. UCF uh, with an upset of Auburn a couple of years ago. Remember, Houston also beat Florida State in that Peach Bowl as a as a uh, party crasher as a group of five team. We saw Utah do it to. Alabama. We saw Boise State a couple of times come in out of the group of five and be able to win uh, one of these games. Let's see if it is Memphis's turn uh, here with Penn State in that matchup. It'll be fascinating with the Cotton Bowl in the afternoon on Saturday, and that leads to the two college football playoff semifinals. I, I don't, I don't sense that you're heavy on either one of the underdogs. Obviously, Oklahoma getting a ton of points with LSU, uh, Clemson a smaller favorite with Ohio State. I'm not going to make you take an underdog uh, either for the Buckeyes or the Sooners, but what do you think about these games and the semifinals coming Saturday? Well, let, let's start with the early game. Let's start LSU-Oklahoma. Uh, it, does it not feel like Oklahoma's entire team is either injured or suspended, or at least <laughs> half of them? Uh, the news that just keeps coming out, they've got all sorts of guys on the defensive side. they got a few guys on the offensive side. I think Jalen Hurts might be the only running back that's on the team right now. Uh, it, but all of that... To say, you give Lincoln Riley this long, and he will find a way to put up points. Uh, I think one of the biggest things that bowl prep helps with is going back to fundamentals at the beginning of bowl season. So you've got 15 practices, and the first six or seven are spent specifically on all of the fundamentals, how to hold on to the football, uh, how to wrap up when you tackle, et cetera, stuff that you get away from when you get into game planning late in the season. At the beginning of the season, Jalen Hurts and that offense were fine. And then as the season wore on, they got a little more risky with the football. They were turning the ball over more. I think that might end in this spot. Um, if I had to take one, because I think that line is all the way up to 15 now, right. I would roll Oklahoma. Um but I don't feel great about it by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, it, it, LSU feels like a team of destiny, and you just you you hate to bet against a team that is just steamrolling everybody. So I, I would stay away from it. But if if you just have to play it, and I will probably end up playing it that night because I, I'm a degenerate and that's what I do. <laughs> I'm probably going to side with Oklahoma. <laughs> Voice of Gary Seegers, uh, self-deprecating post-Christmas here on Three Dog Thursday. He and Chris Giannini on the Winning Cures Everything podcast at winningcureseverything.com, their YouTube YouTube channel as well, Winning Cures Everything. You can see these guys. Uh, and we'll see. And Oklahoma got wiped out last year in the Orange Bowl. Last year was last year uh, with Kyler Murray in the yeah, first they did, quarter. They did cover. 
they covered at the yep, end, but I mean they were behind. They were behind twenty-eight to nothing, and I I could foresee that LSU puts the hammer on them early as well because they they looked tremendous uh, in the SEC championship game with Georgia in that same stadium. We'll see what happens in the Peach Bowl, and it should be a, a little bit maybe more competitive game with Ohio State and Clemson uh, here in the other matchup. Again, are you shying away from uh, the the luck eyes here uh, on Three Dog Thursday? I, well, I will tell you this. Um, I, I've already got a bet on Ohio State. Uh, the numbers tell me that Ohio State is the better team, but Chris and I in the past few weeks have determined that sometimes numbers lie. They'll tell you that numbers, like the numbers don't lie. That's, that's not true. Sometimes numbers lie. Uh, I, Clemson feels like the better team, and I have done it multiple times this year where the numbers will tell me that Clemson shouldn't beat somebody by 37 <laughs> points, but, but they end up beating them by 40, and, and I feel ridiculous afterwards because why would you ever bet against this juggernaut? And, but I'm, I'm going to do it again. I think Ohio State has shown all season that they are the best team in football aside from LSU. Clemson has just – and it's a part of their schedule – and I get it. They they can only beat the people in front of them. But I, there's just something about this Ohio State team that I really, really like. I think if Justin Fields is healthy, and that's the, the biggest thing. Now, I hit him for a little bit at plus two. Uh, that number has gone up to two and a half now. I'm going to wait around and see if I can find more information on Justin Fields because if he cannot run, they are in a lot of trouble. Sure. But if he can like if, if that injury is, is good and he's already healthy and everything's fine, if he's able to function near 100%, I think he is a dynamic weapon that they'll be able to use and, and they will be able to take advantage of the fact that Clemson doesn't have those four massive NFL defensive linemen anymore. Right. So that's, that's the direction that I'm going. I well, think I know. That Ohio State can win this game. Wow. Well, and and, Cle- and Clemson again's got all the experience, and they 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 blasted Ohio State the last time they played them. I know it's different players, and it was Urban Meyer as the head coach. Uh, interesting. Fields did say prior to Christmas at the Fiesta Bowl uh, media gatherings uh, that we saw that the knee is not a hundred percent. It's not going to be a hundred percent, but he could be a lot better than last we saw him in the Big Twelve championship game. It's just an unknown. We're really not going to know till Saturday. That's your point, right? That's my point. So I'm, I'm waiting until right up, right up until before the game to see if I can find anything else out about it. Uh, because these things always get out, you know, and you'll, you'll hear something about it. Uh, but I, I want to hear it. I want to see. And that's the wonderful thing about bowl games. Live betting is fantastic. You can come <laughs> out and see exactly what he looked like to start with. So I, I may end up doing some of that. Uh, but I have already hit Ohio State at plus two. I, I just, I really like this team. It's not that I have any disrespect for Clemson at all. Um, I just I think this is a year that Ohio State uh, kind of tries to go out and prove a point. They have not played well in the college football playoff, as you remember. So it, I feel like a different coach, different quarterback, different team. I think this is uh, this might be their year. Well, and the joke still is that with the back-to-back shutouts by Alabama of Michigan State in the Cotton Bowl and Clemson destroying uh, uh Ohio State as well in a shutout in the Fiesta Bowl and the Big Ten not being involved in the CFP the last couple of years. It's been five years since the Big Ten has scored a point in the college football playoff. It has been a while. So we'll see if the if the Buckeyes uh, can put that together. couple more minutes with Gary Seegers here again. Uh, he's, he stays away from outright taking Ohio State in that game. It's just if you were going to lean one way, that's the way you would lean. So I get the sense you like a couple of NFL underdogs for Sunday. Uh, first time I will I will make mention here, we don't have the true win and you're in, lose and you're out head-to-head matchup for the final game of the season. In other words, the Philadelphia and Dallas scenario, they're playing somebody else. Uh, in that great Sunday night game, San Francisco and Seattle, they both know they're in. It's not the loser is out. It's just a matter of are you the division winner, are you the wildcard team? So where do you want to begin for an underdog on Three Dog Thursday for Sunday in the NFL? I'm going to start, and this is the fun thing about this weekend. Week 17, every NFL game is on the same day. You don't have to worry about a Thursday. You don't have to worry about Saturday. You don't have to worry about Monday. Uh, but let's let's go with the NFC East. I'm going to look at both of those games. 
Let's start with the Giants and the Eagles. Yes, I get that the Eagles won last week. There is no reason they should be favored by four and a half this week going to the Giants. I feel like they put everything they had into that game against the Cowboys. They still do not look like a good football team to me. Remember, just three weeks ago, this same Eagles team had to go to overtime with the Giants with Eli Manning at quarterback. Mm -hmm. And now they have to go on the road to MetLife, and the Giants are getting four and a half. Now, call me crazy, but I think the Giants have a shot to win this football game, and I could easily see it being a field goal game either way. Uh, Would it not be one of the most Eagles things ever, or really one of the most Cowboys things ever, for the Cowboys to lose last week and somehow find a way to get into the playoffs? I mean, it just it, this entire division is a trash fire, and <laughs> I can't get enough. Of it. The most, it's, hey, it's the most cowboy thing for this season ever would be if the Giants pull the upset that you're talking about, and then the Redskins somehow with Case Keenum beat them in Dallas and cost them the division anyway. That would be that would be even more <laughs> hilarious if that's the scenario that plays out. So you're taking the Giants, and what do you like for another underdog potentially here, Mr. Gary Seegers? I like the Redskins. Oh. I love the Redskins in this fight. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Dwayne Haskins is out, so they have pushed this line up to 11 points. Dallas shouldn't be favored by 11 points over the <laughs> Sisters of the Poor. Right. That, there is no reason that this Cowboys team should be a double-digit favorite even at home. Look, Dak Prescott is not going – his shoulder is not going to heal up overnight. It's not going to heal up in a week. And yet they seem to think that, oh, well, now that they lost to the Eagles, they're going to come out fired up. Well, who's to say that they're not just going to want the season to be over at this point? Like They, they kind of played like that last week. And I don't think that the offensive play callers are going to suddenly get smarter. Yeah. I mean, for whatever reason, you know that you've got an injured Dak Prescott last week against the Eagles, and you run Zeke Elliott 13 times? That's it? Yeah. I mean, you just paid this man, you know – near $30 million a year, whatever it is, and you run him 13 times? It just – I don't understand where they're coming from, what they're doing. And this Redskins team has been playing hard. I think Case Keenum is serviceable. Um, I think they're going to play hard in this game, and they're going to try and wreck the Cowboys' season. And I I just think 11 points is way too many here. I could see the Cowboys maybe winning the game, uh, but there's no reason why anybody should be be an 11-point underdog to this Cowboys team right now. Love it. Uh, all right, so he's going both with the NFC East as those two games are played simultaneously in the afternoon uh, there with Eagles at Giants, Redskins at Cowboys for his underdogs. Uh, always love the insight. You've got plenty of bowl coverage here post-Christmas. You've got a preview of all of these bowl games through the weekend. And then again, the New Year's Day games will have been played before we're back on Three Dog Thursday uh, with those matchups, uh, including uh, Wisconsin-Oregon in the Rose Bowl and Baylor and Georgia in the Sugar Bowl New Year's Night. They can get all the previews. Winning cures everything, right? They, that's all they got to do. That's right. WinningCuresEverything.com is the website, uh, our YouTube channel, YouTube.com slash WinningCuresEverything. You can find the podcast on any of your favorite podcast distributors, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever it is. Uh, go check all those out. And, yeah, we are everywhere. We're Facebook. We're on Twitter. You can uh, you can find us and see all of our bowl previews. we got one for all 39 of them, and we are still doing our NFL stuff. And you will be back with us uh, next week for our NFL playoff preview. How about that? And we'll ring it in. We'll ring in the new year. We will know by that time next week who's in the college football playoff championship game. What are the NFL playoff matchups? We'll we'll have some of the bowl games in the books. I look forward to being with you guys on the Winning Cures Everything podcast and YouTube show. Go find them at Winning Cures on Twitter. Uh, he is Gary WCE, shortened for Winning Cures Everything, on social media as well. Love your insight, my friend. I'm glad Christmas went well. Good luck with your underdogs with Temple, with the Giants, and the Redskins on Sunday for Three Dog Thursday. Thank you, Gary Seegers. Be well. Look forward to talking to you one more time in the new year. Thank you, TJ. We appreciate you having us on. Love the insight of Gary Seeger still to come. Brian Edwards, MajorWager.com, Vegas Insider. Love having him on the program. He'll be on to talk a little Christmas, a little bowl games, a little NFL in a couple of moments. A reminder that Three Dog Thursday is brought to you in part by Play Pick 6. 
and the Play Pick 6 mobile app. You can go to playpick6.com and find out more about this game. But this is great for this weekend with the bowl games that are going on or the NFL's final Sunday where all 16 games, all 32 teams are on Sunday this time. No Thursday games, Saturday games, no Monday night. Uh, you can use the Play Pick 6 mobile app. Download it in the Google Play Store or in the Apple Store. Get the Play Pick 6 mobile app. It's absolutely free to play. Pick any six games correct. Cross sports, college football, the NFL, the NBA, college basketball. Mix and match six winners on the Play Pick 6 mobile app in a single day, and you get a sports restaurant-themed gift card uh, from Play Pick 6. Go get it. The Play Pick 6 app available for free. It'll take you less than a couple of minutes to sign up. Wherever you're hearing us, you can play Pick 6 for free. Win the special prize, a sports-themed uh, restaurant a gift card by getting any six correct in one day. Just get those six. Show what you know here. Show that you know more than anybody else about college football and the NFL particularly. But again, mix and match NBA games, college hoop games, a lot of holiday tournaments going on, NHL hockey. Mix and match the games. Pick any six of them correct in the same day with Play Pick 6, and you are a winner. So go find it. Go to playpick6.com to read up more. Download the app. It's Play Pick 6. Dogs are barking. Who will get it done this week? Three Dog Thursday now continues. Here again is TJ Reeves. Yes, indeed. Hope it was a great Christmas for everybody. Happy holidays. Hope it was great for this man, Brian Edwards. Love the insight from the man from MajorWager.com. You also read his stuff on Vegas Insider, VegasInsider.com. Great insight into the college game. Also saw me to the NFL. We, we have survived Christmas, we're back for Three Dog Thursday, and we're ready for a bevy, an onslaught of bowl games leading us to the college football playoff semifinal matchups on Saturday, and then that leads us into the final NFL Sunday of mayhem and playoff seating. Brian, good to be back with you, uh, and we're ready to go. We're, we're ready to go with all of this, aren't we? Holidays out of the way, right, brother? Yeah, man, hope you had a great one, uh, and... You know, yeah, bets and ball games galore, daily afternoon action. I mean, we just got all kind of the dangerous gambling menu. This next week. <laughs> okay, let's help the public try to navigate through this. And again, depending on when they're hearing us, the podcast has now debuted for Three Dog Thursday for Thursday. And you're going to talk about two games right away on Thursday. And I always love doing this, Brian. So either he's going to sound incredibly smart here with Thursday, or you may be listening on Friday and Saturday going, what was he talking about for Thursday? But I will say, Brian is on the mark a lot of the time on these games. And you have been looking strongly at Louisiana Tech in particular uh, all along, you kept saying to me last week, hey, hey, we got to talk about Louisiana Tech-Miami in that matchup. So that game, again, for our audience that's hearing us on Three Dog Thursday, is coming up the day that the podcast is debuted. That is this afternoon uh, coming in the, let's get the sponsor, the Walk-Ons Independence Bowl. Brian, I used to love this when it was like the Poulin Weed Eater Bowl, the Weed Whacker Bowl, <laughs> but it's now the Walk-Ons Independence Bowl. It's Louisiana Tech out of Conference USA. It is Miami, obviously, out of the ACC. Miami kind of limped in at 6-6 six and six on the season. You love Louisiana Tech. Tell me more about this Thursday bowl game and why you love it. Well, you know, I always think about bowl games, location and motivation being key factors. Now, it's not a, a batting a thousand by it, by any stretch, but it, it's normally a, a pretty good indicator of, of who's coming to play and who's not. And with Miami, you've got three guys that are sitting out to stay healthy for the draft. I'm just going to take a wild stab and guess at the fact that Miami players, coaches aren't super excited to have spent their Christmas in Freeport, Louisiana, which happens to be the home state of the LaTeX Bulldogs. Now, LaTeX is in Ruston, not Shreveport, but close enough. And in terms of, you know, first off, I think we've got the head coaching advantage. Manny Diaz's first year has been a pretty much a disaster. Now, now he and Skip Holtz go back. Skip Holtz after he got fired at Texas uh, by Mac Brown, 
Skip Holtz gave Manny Diaz a DC job there. Yes. Under under Holtz, LaTeX is five and zero straight up, four and one against the spread in bowl games. Now, when Jamar Smith, LaTeX star QB, got suspended for two games, you know at that point, uh, LaTeX was eight and one straight up with their only loss at Texas. Now, without him, they lost two games in a row. He returned for the regular season finale, and it wasn't just him. It was one of his better receivers and and another player, too. But those guys are are now back. And and Smith had a heck of a year, 17-4 to TDI&T ratio, 2,814 passing yards, also had three rushing touchdowns. Now, Miami finished so poorly, uh, they lose to Florida International as a 21-point favorite. And then they go up to Duke. And remember, this was a Duke team that had lost five games in a row, four of those defeats by 12 points or more, three of those defeats by 31 or mm. more, and they beat Miami by double digits as a nine-and-a-half-point underdog. So that tells you the struggles that Miami has had, and I don't think they're motivated or happy to be here. These teams have one common foe, FIU. LaTeX beat FIU by 12. I just told you Miami lost outright to them. I think everything points to La Tech. And if you want to get a small taste of the money line, not against it, but uh, plus six, plus six and a half for more. And if your number is six and a half, you probably want to buy that half point to seven. But um, if it's six, no sweat. So so run to it quickly here on Three Dog Thursday because, again, that one, four Eastern time, three local time in Shreveport. Louisiana uh, for that matchup. And you're right, Louisiana Tech uh, seems to have much more interest and much more motivation. Um, and, and Miami was disastrous in their last two bowl games under Mark Rick. they got to try to stop that trend. Are they motivated here in this? I think it's a great question. And you're going to go right back on Three Dog Thursday to another Thursday bowl game. Uh, and, and this one involves a MAC-ACC matchup on Thursday night. Go ahead, Brian Edwards. Well, you know, for you casual bettors that don't really delve into the MAC very often, I'm telling you, you have been missing out on Eastern Michigan since the regular season finale in 2015. This team has been pretty much an automatic play for me as an underdog. I'm not saying I've been on all 23 of these, but uh, like I said, since the 2015 regular season finale, Eastern Michigan as an underdog, 23 covers, only five ATSLs, two pushes, 12 outright victories, and as a double-digit underdog 10 times in that span, 7-2-1 and one against the spread, only one outright victory, but that's neither here nor there. Now, motivation-wise, this is only Eastern Michigan's fourth-ever bowl game. They are um, 0-2 straight up, albeit 2-0 against the spread under Chris Creighton in bowl games in 2016 and 18. But this program has not won a bowl game since 1970 – I'm sorry, since 1987. Mm. So they are obviously motivated. Location, we're at Ford Field in Detroit, same state as Eastern Michigan. Right. Pittsburgh, I think we got a quarterback advantage. Mike Glass for EMU. 67.7 67.7 completion percentage, 2,844 passing yards, 21 to 10 TDI and T ratio, 348 rushing yards, seven touchdowns. He's got a deep receiver group, five players with at least 338 receiving yards and three or more touchdown catches. Kenny Pickett, the QB for Pitt, has not had a good year, 10 to 9 TDI and T ratio. And EMU, Eastern Michigan's big time. Uh, bugaboo struggle, if you will, is their run defense. But Pitt does not have a very good ground attack. They rank uh, north of 100 in the nation. I have 130 FBS teams and running the ball. So Eastern Michigan plus 12. I'm on the Eagles. Well, and you mentioned we were in Detroit with the Buccaneers beating the Lions back a week and a half ago, and there was some talk in and around about the Quick Lane Bowl, what was the Motor City Bowl, what's now the Quick Lane Bowl as the sponsor, that Eastern Michigan would bring some people to this game regionally. That's part of what bowl games try to do. You were talking about that with Louisiana Tech and Shreveport. So it would not be surprising if Eastern Michigan has ten or 15,000 fans or more there uh, for this. Does it mean more to them? And again, some great insight from Brian Edwards here on Three Dog Thursday on the stats of Eastern Michigan and how they've done against a doggy against uh, Pitt here in this matchup. So again, both of those 
are for Thursday bowl action. I want to skip ahead and talk again for a moment here about uh, Memphis and Penn State. Again, I'm headed to that Cotton Bowl to watch my alma mater. I don't know, Brian, if they're ever going to be back in a New Year's Six Bowl. It, it kind of all came together for an American Conference championship win uh, and a New Year's Six Bowl game in the Cotton Bowl. Mike Norvell has now left. Uh, again, I'm not asking you to take the Tigers on Three Dog Thursday, but I, I think with Brady White and the explosive offense, some some good running game. I know Penn State's bigger, uh, Big Ten power team. This is a fascinating matchup. I'm looking forward to that one on Saturday. That kind of is the appetizer before the college football playoff semifinals. Real quick, Brian. My only hesitation with Memphis here is the coaching change, and maybe you can. I, I know Norvell's taking some assistance to FSU, right. but did they? around for bowl preparation i, I don't think so no in the case right. and he's he's hired uh a different offensive coordinator he was essentially the play caller and ryan silverfield was the run game coordinator and the offensive line coach so he's elevated as the head coach but the dc is gone uh from this situation so they had to replace him so you're right memphis is in a coaching staff flux if not disarray here uh for this game and that's not sitting well with me i don't know how much the tigers are going to stop them in particular in this game brian yeah that that's the thing that concerns me with memphis you know had norvell stuck around i would probably be leaning memphis now um i haven't pulled the trigger on it but you know every memphis game that doesn't have a total in the 70s (laughs) um, my first thought is over and we're low we're, we're low 60s here Although I, I did look it up, only uh, two of Penn State's 12 games have had uh, 61 combined right. points or more in the total 60 and a half. And, and one of the two games hit on 61, and the other <laughs> one was when they scored 79. But here's the, here's the truth. I mean, the Big Ten doesn't play as wide open high scoring as what the American does. And you know that, and the audience that pays attention sure. knows that. So obviously Memphis's totals are going to be higher than what a Big Ten, t- with the exception of Ohio State, I think. Penn State's totals, right. not going to be the same. Michigan's totals, not going to be the same. Illinois, Wisconsin, as American conference teams, especially that can score. So we know that about the total. We'll see what my Tigers can do. I say again, da 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 go Tigers go at the Cotton Bowl on Saturday, and that leads into the college football playoff games for a moment. Again, I'm not asking you to take Oklahoma as the large dog with LSU in that Peach Bowl matchup. Fiesta Bowl has Clemson, Ohio State. I know you've loved Clemson in this setting. The last time they played Ohio State, it was in the, in the playoff, in the Fiesta Bowl, and they blew them out and shut them out back a few years ago with Deshaun Watson. So just uh, whatever you want to say about those two semifinal games, as we will know coming off of Saturday night, who's in the college football playoff championship game, sir? Yeah, Clemson is my favorite out of all the bowl games. Uh, I know you can pick at you know the the strength of schedule, um, but look, since that close call uh, with North Carolina, they've won every game by thirty one points or more. Uh, nothing against Ryan Day or Justin Fields; they're both out. Standing, but we do have the quarterback uh, and head coaching advantage. And, you know, um, uh, kind of Clemson play it well. You know, Dabo's, you know, he's uh, he's chirping this up, the kind of no respect angle, which is really a bunch of nonsense. But whatever, whatever, whatever works. Uh, I'm, I'm big on Clemson in this game. Um, now, LSU and Oklahoma. I kind of fear the backdoor cover. Um, now, I think LSU puts it on them, but Jalen Hurts could be dangerous with the backdoor cover. So now I, I think an approach – and look, we've got Ronnie Perkins suspended for Oklahoma, and, and now uh, the safety uh, Turner Yell is also out. So two key players for Oklahoma's defense are out, and they were already not going to be able to stop Joe Burrow. I know Clyde Edwards-Alaire is a question mark, but I, I think you look at this, like LSU offense against Oklahoma's defense, the mismatch, and maybe look to LSU in the first half, which I've seen that line at seven and a half. Would rather it be seven, but I, there won't be a first quarter line. Uh, there isn't one quite yet, or a team total LSU over in the first half. Um, I think those are ways to bet it because I, I fear LSU time and score being ahead. They might kind of uh, take the foot off the accelerator offensively in the second half. And then I kind of fear Jalen Hurts with the backdoor, you know, some late touchdowns. Mm. So I think I want you first half, first quarter, team total over first half, 
might be the best ways to go. All right, we'll see what happens in those playoff games. And again, it's quirky because of the schedule, uh, in particular because of New Year's Day falling on Wednesday, so we don't get those traditional bowl games till all the way next week. That means before we come back on Three Dog Thursday, we will have played the Oregon-Wisconsin Rose Bowl, the Georgia-Baylor Sugar Bowl will have been played. Uh, again, I'm very interested. I'll be on the call, by the way, on uh, on radio of Minnesota and Auburn in the Outback Bowl. That one's interesting on New Year's Day. That is obviously six days from now, depending on when you're hearing the podcast on the weekend. But as we debut on Three Dog Thursday, again, we got to we got to keep in mind all of these bowl games, Brian, are going to basically be concluded except for the playoff game, the championship game on the following Monday, the 13th. There'll be a few scant games. You may or may not be interested in one of them next week, but. Again, the traditional New Year's Day one, uh, the Outback in uh, Tampa, the camping, the uh, the uh, v- the VVVRBO Citrus Bowl is Michigan, Alabama. The Rose Bowl is uh, Oregon, Wisconsin, and the uh, the Sugar Bowl is Georgia, Baylor. All of those next week. But it's uh, my point is it's odd because they're not all together. They're all in the right. middle of next week, and the playoffs are on Saturday. So we got the playoffs. This is a good thing. We got the playoffs here in the short term, and then the other games we got to wait a few days for. Bottom line. Yeah, um, I know it's not a dog, but I really like Auburn a lot. And I, you know, I don't know if I said that. You know, I really was thinking Jerry Judy and the Alabama wide receivers were not going to play in this game, but I have been told in recent days that they are going. Interesting. To play, which, which surprises me and makes me lean Bama there, whereas I was kind of thinking this Alabama game might be a, a rewind of that, that Utah uh, Sugar Bowl game, yep. or even the Oklahoma Sugar Bowl game. I'm talking a decade ago and then like five, six years ago. Um, but I think they're going to show up if all those guys are playing. Alabama. We'll play. find out. Michigan and Alabama, Harbaugh, Saban, that one again on New Year's Day in Orlando. Uh, as kind of the build-up to the Rose Bowl and the Sugar Bowl later on that night. All right, before I let you go, Brian Edwards with me here, Three Dog Thursday. Again, uh, we're in the holiday spirit in the NFL. We are about to see the finale of the NFL regular season, Week 17. We don't have a true... Uh, win and you're in, lose and you're out, match up head-to-head. The closest thing to that that we have for a playoff spot, really, is the Eagles have to win after their huge win over Dallas. Had them last week on Three Dog Thursday at home. Thank you very much, Carson Wentz. Thank you. Thank you very little, Jason Garrett, Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, if you're a Cowboy fan. So if the Eagles win, they're in. The Cowboys need an Eagle loss and a win over the Redskins on Sunday. So those two will be duking it out. Those two games, those two teams, even though it's not head-to-head. Uh, the rest is basically for playoff seating. I know Tennessee and and uh, Pittsburgh are battling for the final wild-card spot in the AFC, again, in separate games, not head-to-head. And then the Sunday night game, the winner gets the division and uh, the NFC West and the bye, San Francisco and Seattle in the, in the rematch. But there, there will be some interest throughout NFL Sunday. I'm not asking you to take an underdog, Brian Edwards, but what intrigues you about the final Sunday of the NFL season? Well, I am going to take an underdog. I'm going to go with the Giants plus four and a half at home against Philadelphia. I know it was the Redskins, but, man, Daniel Jones was terrific the other day. Five touchdown passes uh, without an interception. Uh, more than 300 passing yards, and he's really starting to develop good chemistry with the rookie uh, tight end, Caden Smith, who had two touchdown catches, including the game winner. Saquon Barkley had a monster game. Um, and, and I just think that the Giants offensively are clicking, and Philadelphia will get Jordan Howard back, but Zach Hurts broke a rib the other night. I know he came back in the game. But um, And I'm sure he'll probably give it a go, but he's not 100%. They've already, already got Alshon. Jeffrey out, Nelson Aguilar is a question mark. So Philly, you know, Carson Wentz's um, weapons are not uh, not as many of them are available. And I kind of like what the Giants have going offensively. Uh, I don't know that they'll win outright, but plus four and a half on the Giants. Uh, as they're playing hard and playing with some momentum here at the end of the year. Well, it's interesting they played Eli Manning in the Monday night game because Jones was hurt and he played well for the first half and then the Eagles overcame him and beat him in overtime. We believe this will be Daniel Jones. Uh, again, we'll we'll wait to see how it uh, how it plays out for Philadelphia and Dallas rooting hard for the Giants to put it on them. 
because the Cowboys are expected to easily win over the Redskins. Who knows? At home. And then it will be crazy with the coaching carousel, maybe as soon as Sunday night or Monday morning. What happens to Jason Garrett? What happens for several other teams? Does Pat Shermer, the Giants coach, get fired? Uh, We've already seen Ron Rivera fired. Uh, For Carolina, does Jacksonville make a move? Do a couple of other teams make a move uh, as well? Uh, We will see. And we get that Seattle-San Francisco game, which, again, is for the division. Both are in the playoffs, but somebody may – it looks like one of them is going to get the bye. You get the division and the bye. So that's actually worthwhile, but it's not to knock the other one completely out. So the final NFL regular season game will be played, and we'll see what happens uh, with that. Brian, as always, I love your insight. Uh, Tell the audience where they can find out more on the bowl games all through the weekend, all through New Year's Day games coming next week. Uh, The NFL playoffs will be set. The college football playoff championship game will be set off the weekend. They can read so much more about it on MajorWager.com. Tell them more about where they find your stuff, you on social media, etc. My picks are available on VegasInsider.com. I'll have a preview of um, uh, the LSU-Oklahoma game and the Florida-Virginia game up on BI. You can also go to MajorWager.com where I have tons uh, of content in the way of uh, YouTube videos and and bylines. And uh, you follow me on Twitter at VegasBEvers. And if you want to give Major Wagers Twitter a follow, that is at MajorWagers.com. Uno, U-N-O, as I'm always, uh, you know, throwing out injury information, uh, underdog, ATS stats, etc. TJ, happy holidays. Thanks, as always, for having me, man. Always fun and always enjoy it. Love it. And again, he is hustling for Thursday underdogs. Uh, if you're looking at these, Louisiana Tech and the Independence Bowl, Thursday afternoon, depending on when you're hearing us, Thursday night, loves Eastern Michigan in the Quick Lane Bowl at Ford Field in Detroit against Pittsburgh. He also took the Giants for three-dog Thursday purposes against the Eagles to at least keep it close. We'll see. And again, those Titanic semifinal games with uh, LSU, Oklahoma, and Clemson against Ohio State in those two semifinal matchups. All the bowl games, all the NFL, love it. Go to MajorWager.com. Follow him at Vegas B. Edwards. Uh, for the insight there. Brian, love it. Thank you for hopping on post-Christmas. Enjoy the bowl games. The NFL will catch up with you next week after the mayhem is over, sir. Thanks, buddy. Happy holidays. Have a good one. And there he goes. Much thanks to Brian Edwards of MajorWager.com and Vegas Insider. Check him out on Twitter as well at Vegas B. Edwards, Vegas B. Edwards on social media, Major Wager Uno. He's tweeting off there from MajorWager.com with great information on all these bowl games coming through the weekend. Again, Gary and Brian are taking games on Thursday and Friday. There's such an onslaught of games Thursday through Saturday. Again, lock in the, the Winning Cures Everything guys. Again, have a bowl preview for every game on their YouTube channel as well as their podcast. Go to WinningCuresEverything.com for the links there. Brian's got great information on all these bowl games majorwager.com and the insight so good luck to those guys with the underdogs I'm ready to make my picks I've got to stay away from the Memphis Tigers I've got rooting interest again I will be at the Cotton Bowl I'll report back next week on Three Dog Thursday how the Tigers do I'm with Gary Seegers earlier and he's there in the Memphis area I don't know that it's enough points. I don't know that Memphis can win this game with the disarray with the coaching staff. I would like it to be a bigger line than seven points against Penn State. I'd love for Memphis to pull the upset. But Penn State, uh, very talented. Obviously, they were in the mix to maybe be in the Big Ten championship game until taking that uh, late loss uh, in the season to Ohio State, which canceled them out. Uh, I still think James Franklin, outstanding coach. Watch out for the Nittany Lions. I will stay away from the two college football playoff semifinals. I like LSU and Clemson. I think we're headed for the Titanic showdown in New Orleans. How about New Orleans, the site, and LSU, the team, in there with Clemson? Look out uh, for that if that's what works out on Saturday. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take a Friday night game. I like USC uh, in the matchup with Iowa in the San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl. Holiday Bowl coming Friday night, depending on when you're listening to us. USC and Iowa. Uh, The Trojans come in hot, having won and covered in each of their last three games, including the rivalry win over UCLA at the end of the year. 
again, Slovis, Keaton Slovis, the quarterback, has played well. I uh, love the versatility of Michael Pittman, who's been named an All-American as a returner and a receiver. I think USC's team speed is going to give Iowa problems. I know the Hawkeyes have some wins, but they have uh, the awful uh, offensive game where they lost 10-3 to to Michigan. Uh, they they uh, struggled to put Illinois away at 19-10. to They played a bad uh, Nebraska team. They did win the game in Lincoln, but it was only 27-24. Give me USC. Kind of home away from home situation for them in San Diego. Friday night getting two, two and a half at the time we're taping Three Dog Thursday. I believe the Trojans win outright here. Clay Helton, given the vote of confidence, at least for the 2020 season, I think his team will respond. I think USC is going to win this game with Iowa. So that's an easy one for Three Dog Thursday. All right, I'll go to the Sunday night football game. Out of all the NFL games, I mean, I took a look at two or three of these lines, and I, I just I, I don't trust uh, enough about any of them here. I don't agree with Gary Seegers on the Redskins and all of those points that he took against the Dallas Cowboys. I don't like the Giants in, against Philadelphia. I think Philadelphia wins that game. Uh, again, there are a couple of other ones. Tennessee is at Houston. Uh, Houston's locked up the division. How much is Deshaun Watson going to play? He's on the injured list with a back injury. Again, Houston uh, can't change the fact that they're going to host a playoff game either Saturday or Sunday as the division champs. They can't get the bye. How hard are they going to play? I don't know, but I'm still going to stay away. Tennessee has to win in that game. I'll go to the Sunday night game. I like the Seahawks at home. I know that Arizona put the whammy on them last week. I know that San Francisco's coming in heavily motivated. The winner of this game is the division winner. Can maybe even end up being the two seed uh, in the NFC playoffs here. Uh, get the bye, get the home game. So C- San Francisco's got great motivation. I just don't see Seattle losing twice in a row at home. And again, they had won some games here late in the year. They have the win not only over San Francisco, but they got the big Monday night win over Minnesota, who was vying for for the NFC North at the time and the playoff spot. Uh, Seahawks here uh, at home. I- I'm going to take them. San Francisco living dangerously. They've lost two of their last four games. Uh, lost to Atlanta dramatically. Could have, should have, could have, would have, could have lost that game to the Rams at home. They were losing a lot of that game before getting the last second drive and the field goal by Robbie Gold to win it uh, uh, last week. Uh, there on the Saturday night game. So they're in, they're in play, the 49ers, to win the division. I think Seattle will win this game. I'll take the points. And the Seahawks outright uh, here. I know they've signed Marshawn Lynch uh, because they're hurt at running back. I, I don't know how much he can give them in the game, but Russell Wilson is a magician, and I'm going to go with he and the Seahawks uh, in this matchup here against San Francisco, against the 49ers. Uh, they're in the showdown coming on uh, – uh, Sunday night for Sunday night football. Again, it's not a win and you're in and you knock your opponent out. One of them's the division winner. The other one knows they're on the road on the wild card weekend. A lot of incentive for Pete Carroll and company to go get that win. I will take them. And then I will move to the Monday night Orange Bowl. Back here in the Sunshine State where I am based on Three Dog Thursday in West Central Florida, let's go to South Florida, Miami, Florida to be exact. Florida Gators, Virginia Cavaliers, 15 and a half points for Virginia in this one on Monday night. I know the Cavs got rolled by Clemson in the ACC title game when last we saw them, but they had a good finish to the end of the year and have had a good season. And Bryce Perkins is a 3,000-yard throwing quarterback who can also run dual threat. Uh, I know Florida is good, but they they won at the end of the year against Florida State, who's not very good. Yes, the SEC is tougher than the ACC. I think Florida may win, but Virginia uh, will more than likely keep this within the 15 points Monday night in the Orange Bowl here. That line just stands out to me as too many points for Bronco Mendenhall's team with a good quarterback, some skilled players. I know Florida's got more talent and probably more speed, but they've got some question marks too because they've had a couple of people uh, that have decided to go ahead and turn pro off the defense and have played their last game, the Florida Gators. Give me Virginia in the Orange Bowl Monday night before we get to those traditional bowl games next Wednesday that we've been alluding to with the Rose Bowl. I I took a look at Oregon and Wisconsin with Oregon getting points against Whiskey in the Rose Bowl. Didn't like that one as much. I do not like Baylor. Wrong place, wrong time against Georgia, who lost the Sugar Bowl a year ago to Texas. I think Georgia's going to be angry and ready to put it on the Baylor Bears. So I don't like either one of those games, really. 
uh, for the big ones on uh, on New Year's Day. So let's go Monday night. Uh, again, Orange Bowl Monday night. Virginia to keep it close, getting 15 and a half with the Florida Gators. So there we go. There are the underdogs uh, that I will take on this week's uh, show. That's again Friday night, depending on when you're listening. USC over Iowa. Sunday night, Seattle Seahawks over the San Francisco 49ers as a home dog to win the NFC West. And I'll take Virginia and the 15 to 15 and a half against the Florida Gators in the Orange Bowl. And again, I love the faves. I love the chalk for the college football playoff. Give me LSU and Clemson in the title game. I think everybody will be happy. And that game, again, coming a week from this coming Monday, January 13th in New Orleans. We're anxious to see what happens uh, there in that one. All right, there you go. Those are the matchups. Uh, we are excited to see how it all unfolds this weekend. Again, I'm headed to Dallas for Memphis and Penn State. One more time. Da, 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 da. Go Tigers, go. Memphis Tigers' biggest game in the program's history. No Mike Norvell any longer as he took the Florida State job. Let's see what the Tigers do with Penn State. Does it mean more, like we keep talking about with our guest, uh, Gary Seegers and Brian Edwards, does it mean more to Memphis than it does to Penn State? We will find out. Good luck to the uh, to the underdogs, Gary. Again, Temple, Redskins, and Giants. A Sunday NFL. Brian Edwards, Louisiana Tech. You may be listening after Thursday. He took La Tech and Eastern Michigan on Thursday. We'll see how those doggies do in those two bowl games, and then he took the Giants as well on Sunday. We will be back next week. It will be the new year on Three Dog Thursday. We'll be ready to talk about the college football playoff championship game. Whoever's in it, NFL playoffs as well recap the new year six bowl games and much more with all the with all the guests for now hope the holiday season is good happy new year until we talk to you again subscribe to the show it will come automatically to you itunes spotify google Podcasts. again if you got a a new alexa a google doc a google echo for the holidays or for christmas just tell it to play three dog thursday on apple Podcasts, and you'll hear three dog thursday right on the player right on alexa right on the google dot the google echo so again find the show subscribe to the show listen to the show on your alexa your google dot we love that as part of three dog thursday i'm tj reeves happy holidays enjoy the game's going to be great football this weekend we're anxious to watch it unfold good luck to our underdogs we'll talk to you next week in the new year of 2020 on three dog thursday bye